0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Yesterworld podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by NordVPN. So if you want to help support the channel, which every sign up does, and also start protecting your internet, it's a program I now use. I used to use another one, but I switched over once I tried NordVPN. And it's just a really great service to protect your information when you're online. Uh, And this is especially important when you're on public Wi-Fi, because if you're not using a VPN, anytime you put in your passwords, credit card numbers, banking information, anything like that, uh, anyone can listen in. And using a VPN will also stop uh, sites like Facebook from using your browser history to show you ads based on what you've been looking at. And you can use NordVPN on your iPhone, on your Android, on a laptop, on your desktop, and a variety of other platforms. So if you go to nordvpn.com yesterworld or use the link that I have in the description and on screen, you can save 77% off a three-year plan, which is a fantastic deal and amounts to like a cup of coffee per month. Uh, but with all that being said, uh, with me today is Alicia Stella who's worked on a number of now-extinct Universal Studios Florida attractions, such as Jaws, Confrontation, Hanna-Barbera, Back to the Future. And I thought it'd be fun to bring her on and let her talk about some of her experiences and where we can just talk about rides of the past. So without further ado, hello, Alicia.
1: Hi, Mark. (laughs) Nice to be here.
0: Yeah, thanks for being on here. Sorry it took so long to actually get this put together, but... Um, I think the best place to begin is, well, maybe you can tell everybody who's listening a little bit about yourself and then talk about what drew you to want to work at Universal Studios Florida, maybe what the hiring process was like, um, and what, you know, what it was like when you, uh, when you got the job. Sure. Um,
1: I have a YouTube channel, uh, and I cover, uh, different things, especially new rides coming to the theme parks in Orlando. Uh, and I also write for uh, different websites, but I've always loved the theme parks. Um, I've gone to the to Walt Disney World when I was little, and I remember in 1990 in the summer going to Universal Studios Florida, uh, the very first summer when nothing worked. Um, hmm. I remember being so bummed out because there was a big sign that with like a countdown clock saying Back to the Future coming later this year,
0: hmm.
1: and I was like, Oh, why did we come so early? <laughs> um,
0: was it supposed to be open? Was that was it wasn't one of the rides where, you know, it was supposed to be, but they were like kind of putting it off because of delays. Yeah,
1: I, I think they weren't done with that one yet. Mm. Um, Jaws had already opened and then closed. Oh, like it yes. was already done at that point. They they had given up when I was there. Um, the first couple times I was there, they had given up. They were retooling it mm-hmm. and opened it again. So I never got to do the original version. Oh, yeah. Um, I think the only thing that worked when I was there was E.T., Kong, and um, Earthquake, I think, was down most of the day, but we ended up going on it eventually. Um, but I still fell in love with that park. Uh, after going to Disney so many times, going to that park and seeing uh, the shows, you know, the horror makeup show, even the Murder, She Wrote show and the Hitchcock show, right. like learning how things were made. Um, and, and I was young at the time, and, and it made me want to make movies. Like, I remember... Uh, uh scene it was like wow this is how movies are made they even had a production tour back then right uh, which didn't show much <laughs> not like the Hollywood tour it actually went through the front lot a lot um, but it was cool because it would tell you like how they made the streets um, they're not individual bricks they use stencils and things like that that uh, you just don't get anymore in the park and and um out of high school uh, I was like, oh, I need a job cause I want to move out. So what job am I going to get? Well, I guess I'll just go work at the theme parks cause I love the theme parks. Mm-hmm. Then I'll get free tickets, <laughs> right. which is the best part of working at theme parks. Um, when I was still in high school, when I was 16, I actually got a job at the jungle cruise. Mm. Um, at, cause I lived closer to, uh, to Disney than I did to universal. And I, if I was going to get dropped off by my mom, that was going to be the easier job to get.
0: And what, what year was this around then?
1: Uh, the late nineties.
0: Okay. So, you Univ- so universal Florida had already been out for, or yeah. for probably like, like eight or nine years or something like that. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah.
1: And, um, yeah, I would have, uh, picked that as my job first, but I didn't have a car at the time. So, mm-hmm. um, I went to go work at the jungle cruise. Of course, everyone asked, like, are, are you in the college program? Are you in the college program? I was like, no, I'm in high school. <laughs> right. Um, but it was fun because uh, I was like uh, kind of a drama geek in, in high school. So I like the idea of uh, doing something spieling and getting to interact with the guests.
0: Right. You're you're not just sitting there, put you know, pushing a button and telling people to fasten seatbelts. You're actually getting to imp- imp- what Can you imp- improvise much? Or is that when you're there longer, can you start to, you know, go off script a little bit?
1: Yeah. I mean, officially you weren't allowed to, mm. but... Um, the The people that that trained me said, if you're smart about it, <laughs> uh, you can get away with some don't, stuff. Don't don't
0: say anything too on Disney.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, there was a big binder. I don't know how they do it now, but there was a big binder, and it had um, like for every scene, there's a, a line you have to say, and then you have to pick one or more jokes, <laughs> and there was like five or six jokes for every single scene, and um uh, once I got better at it, I just did every joke. I would just be like, boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom, boom. Like, and they get worse as they go down the line. <laughs> like right. They put the best jokes at the top. So most people just did the first joke. Um, no, the most fun that, that I had, though, um, they gave out these little cheat sheet guides when you work at Disney um, that tell you like when the fireworks are, when the parade is, what what time the park closes, whatever. Just a little tiny, tiny booklet you could put in your pocket. Um, and they're like bright yellow or bright blue. Um, and I would keep it with me. And when the ride started, I would tell everyone that this is my first time, uh, doing the jungle cruise and that this is my script. And I would read it, like pretend to read it out of my little booklet. Um, and then as I would make a joke, I would laugh at it. Like I'm reading it for the first time. Mm-hmm. But when it got to the waterfall scene, I would let the wind catch it and I'd be like, Oh no, that's funny. <laughs> and then for the rest of it, I would pretend that I'm making it up as I go, but it would all be from the script. Um, and people got a kick out of it cause they would like some would actually think oh wow that's the first time that's not so bad and other people were like this is a different way of doing it so
0: yeah and i i I personally love it you know because when when you go on it enough times you do tend to get um a lot of the skippers who do just kind of do the same like you said it's almost like 90 80 of them use that first joke from Mm -hmm. each one so i like it when i there's variation or they add like a shtick kind of thing, like a, forget, oh, th- I went on it recently and there was this guy, I wish I could remember his name. It was the funniest experience I've ever had on the Jungle Cruise because even though he stuck to the script, he had this like like certain kind of attitude shtick where, mm-hmm. I forget what, I think it was just, he was like super like overly hyper. And so <laughs> it was just so funny. And our boat ended up getting stuck. Um,
1: that could or, be the no, best the and motor the worst went down. part.
0: Yeah, the motor gave out. <laughs> oh, and really? At first we were like, oh, he's just, you know, playing around. And then he just started like yelling, like, help, help. And of course, you know, they, there's no danger, but just his like reaction. And when they had to pull us in, because we were kind of close enough to the dock to where they could kind of lasso the, um, mm-hmm. the boat and bring it. But it was so funny. So I've always appreciated skippers who like, you know, change the spiel, spiel up and, um, yeah. you know, make it different. Or try to make there it different. Was,
1: there was one guy, he would just do voices. It was the same thing, mm-hmm, but yeah. because he would do it in voices, it would keep it moving, keep it from getting boring or stale. Right. Uh, otherwise, you're just monotone saying the same thing. And it gets to the point where you said it so many times that it doesn't sound like words anymore. Yeah. So people don't even understand what you're saying.
0: And you do. You, you get those people are like, and over there is the backside of water. All right. Like it's and they just you can tell they're just they're probably on the last week of. You know, mm-hmm. be working there. But so. I mean, you
1: say um, these butterflies can grow anywhere from one foot up to 12 inches. You say that so many times that people miss the joke mm-hmm. <laughs> that it's the same thing because they don't put the inflection on it correctly. It's like they grow all the way from one foot to 12 inches. <laughs>
0: what was, I'm trying to remember. What's the joke with that one? Or the the, 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 infle- the Let's see. They grow one foot. They oh, go anywhere get
1: from one foot I up get to twelve inches. I
0: see what you mean, because if you just say it like one foot to twelve inches, your brain goes okay. But if yeah. you go, you know, in that inflection, mm-hmm. but it makes a huge difference. There's still a few corny jokes that get me every time, where they they point out something. It has to do with the snake. You can probably you probably have it all in your head. It has to do with the snake, and like a play on words. When the, uh, it's like the play on words with boa, I think, or there's a boa, or I don't know something like that.
1: I, know, I got the Jingle Cruise stuck in my head now where it's all wrapped up in a boa.
0: That's it. That's it. <laughs> yep. Like the, they do that a lot more with the jungle, Jingle Cruise, like play mm-hmm. on words and stuff. So you were working at, jungle, how long did you work on jungle Cruise? Um, it was a little less
1: than a year, I think. Okay. Um, and then I finished up high school and then I moved on to Jaws. I think what's interesting is the biggest difference is that um, you really have control of the throttle. On the Jungle Cruise mm-hmm. and uh, at Jaws, it's a pre-programmed oh, ride. Really? It's so, a completely programmed so they're just ride. So you miming just press it. a button. Yeah, you just press a button like any ride show operator and then the thing goes. It's on its own. And like if there's a backup, it'll stop you in two or four scenes ahead of time hmm. and you have to like stall. Whereas in the Jungle Cruise, you if you don't pay attention that there's a backup, you will crash right into the boat in front of you. Uh, there's nothing stopping you
0: so when you, apl- when you applied to universal, were you, you know, cause I have a friend who works there and they kind of asked like, you know, what would you prefer to work on? And he would say, and then I think he said Harry Potter and they're like, Oh, well, yeah, we'll put you on Harry. But then there are other people where, um, they kind of get stuck, um, kind of at the lower, you know, they have to work their way up to an attraction like mm-hmm. jaws where they'd be like, no, you're going to work on the, you know, the food carts or something like that. <laughs> do, do, I mean you were put 1st into I'm, jaws, right? That was yes fir- That was
1: my first. Yeah, that was my first uh, position. I actually tried out for I was trying to get placed in um, Jurassic Park mm. uh, Like in the Discovery Center, right. I thought that was so cool like the, that had just opened the year before I think when I uh, when I went when I applied so and I love dinosaurs and I love uh, Jurassic Park's my favorite movie and um, so I, I, applied to Jurassic park and, uh, apparently I was too charismatic hmm. and they needed people at Jaws. So, um, God, well, I think her name was Mimi. Uh, she was the one in charge of hiring. I don't know why that's coming back to me now. Um, cause this is all the way back in 2000. Um, she, she's like, w- would you want to work at Jaws? And I was like, that's my second favorite movie. Hmm. So <laughs> sure. I'd love to work it. And, um, like they she i think she handed me the script right then and it's like here just read a couple lines and let's see and then i got the job wow. um so and it's funny because that's
0: usually the opposite story you hear where it's like you know you're not quite as enthusiastic as we're looking for but you know we can put you here you know that's funny that it's like the opposite where it's like oh no you're way too good for jurassic park we have to you know, <laughs> we have to utilize you for jaws because they really do need those you know well, you probably had that from your skipper days. You know, you're pro- you already yeah, trained true. in a weird Yeah, It's, it's way. the only
1: thing on my resume. It's like I worked at a, a movie theater for three months and I worked at uh, the Jungle Cruise. And they're like, well, you're highly
0: qualified to uh, pretend to steer a boat so uh, <laughs> and point at robot animals. So what was it like when you first, what was the training process like? I mean, do they, you know, how long does it take? Do you just start out kind of, are, yeah, I mean, how does, how does the training work? Well, for Jaws,
1: it was, it's an exact script. The only thing you change is your name. I mean, it's supposed to be word for word the same every oh, time. so
0: there's no variation. There's like supposed sister. to be no wiggle room. Supposed to be. Right.
1: <laughs> Especially late at night or during Halloween Horror Nights. You know, they maybe look the other way and we have a little mm-hmm. fun. But um, for the most part, yeah, you get your, your script. And um, as with any um, ride show training, they teach you... You know, all the emergency stuff, all the basic stuff, um, all the operation stuff. But then at the same time, you're going home and trying to memorize the script. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, luckily, I had been on the ride so many times. I practically knew it already anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, I think it was maybe the second week that we started uh, doing boats with people on, a, on the boat to watch to make sure they stand up in the back and make sure you're doing everything right or uh, try to give you a hint if you forget. Um, and it's more nerve-wracking to have like your boss standing on the boat than oh, yeah. just to take a boat out with normal people so um you know by two weeks you're
0: you're on your own so I guess by the time you were on it they had already been reopened for I think it didn't I think it seven it was like, years maybe yeah it was like 93 94 yeah and they'd gotten so. yeah because I I love I mean of course one of my first videos was about jaws and I've Found it fascinating that it was like this whole other version that opened first, you know, yeah. with to- totally different animatronics. And if you compare the animatronics, um, you know, the, I think there were, I don't even know if it was a full year, but whatever the time period was when they first opened, they looked so realistic the way that the jaws moved, no pun intended, the way their <laughs> jaws moved. And um, like with the,
1: it was pretty ambitious. The, the whole in the and boat thing and so, like pulling their, you.
0: Their movement was so realistic, and unfortunately, that's where the problem came because you know, like, I mean, there's all kinds of, you know, like speculation whether water was getting in through the material. It was the wrong kind of material. It was too much motion. You know, all that. Um, too much power, especially that scene where they like it lunges and it like kind of like pulls the boat. Um, not literally, but you know, just the, the way they had to make it look like it was, it was like, I think it's like they had to use like a, the thrust equivalent of like a Boeing, um, 747 engine or something. And it just never worked, you know? Um, did you ever hear any stories about, um, that first year period or is it not, did no one really talk about it much?
1: I, I don't remember much. I remember, um... I remember my mind being blown. I was like, "What do you mean they they blew it up and chunks of stuff flew in the air? What are you talking no about?" <laughs> like, I, I had to go home and like research it because <laughs> I didn't believe them. But oh yeah, um,
0: yeah, because it was like this. You know, all the guts would fly, and then it would yeah, like, and it would recycle yeah. the guts.
1: Yeah, that's the. I, I mean I like the ending that we got with the uh, the burnt up version and the smell and the right. Like, uh, it's kind of the Jaws two ending. He bites the mm-hmm. cable. Um, I like that it made it a little different instead of uh, trying to base it all on the first movie. Right. Um, I mean, it, I, I'm a little partial to it because it's the first version I ever saw was the second version and the second version worked. So um, that explosion is impressive. I mean, I don't think the first version had that explosion with the fire um, right. uh, and driving through the fire, the flames on the water um, in the morning. There'd be like an hour where you're just kind of getting the boats ready and cycling before the uh, the park opens. Mm-hmm. And I remember just going around and around every five minutes and seeing that explosion. It's maybe halfway, uh, half an hour before the park opens. They turn on the explosion and just be like, that's all for me. I'm the only one in on this boat. And they're just, that explosion was for me. No one else is seeing it. And it's like hundreds of dollars worth of uh, gas every time it goes off
0: and they would have the animatronics do their run through as well oh yeah that yeah. see that i imagine that would be especially since it's gone like such an amazing like memory and an experience to have like being on a boat you're the only number one it'd be terrifying in the shed scene i would like that yeah
1: that, that's a little scary the first yeah. couple of times well, when you're alone yeah
0: i because yeah i can't because ima- i actually i got to ride on it Uh, it's annoying because like me and my family took a trip to Florida when I was like uh, 12 in the early 2000s, I think. And if we had gone to universal, I could have seen um, uh, confrontation and some of the other attractions that were still there, but we didn't sadly. Um, But when I went, I think it was around like 2010. So it was kind of at the end of its run, but I got to go on it a couple times And then me and my friend came down, I think, the next year, and it was like the last year, um, and they knew it. So uh, it was really sad. You know, Um, the skippers, you know, you could tell they were really putting more into it because it was like the last few weeks or few months or whatever. Um, But I'm really, really glad that I got to experience it because unlike confrontation and a few others like something you so can you, never really get back you know you, you never
1: know. did confrontation
0: nope because by the time i got there it'd been i'd have to look at the dates again but it had already uh yeah cuz the mummy was there um, instead yeah i'm pretty sure i'll have to look at that
1: i guess but, that was but like, at least i got years. to do
0: jaws and that i'm glad i have that um, yeah that memory of writing it cuz it was an amazing attra- i mean it was just I don't know. It's, it holds a special place, you know, nostalgia aside just from like the animatronics and like the music and just the atmosphere. And that's that shed scene is legitimately terrifying. Like it's dark and just things are going around and that the shark comes out of nowhere. And it's just, you know, it was such an incredible, and I really wish I could have written the original version uh, just to have that experience as well. But not many did because, you know, it was so mm-hmm. on and off the first year before they shut it down.
1: It's funny. You, you mentioned the music that the when you press the button to start the the ride, like that that little music cue is just ingrained in my brain. It's oh, like, dun, 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 dun. It's just, every time you press that button, it's, dun, 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 dun. it's so happy. Like, I love the music cues on that ride that start off all happy and then they would slowly go into the doom, 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 doom. And you see the boat sinking and then the, the classic theme comes on like that. Just going around in circles by yourself, just listening to the music, it's and seeing like all the detail that goes into it when people aren't screaming and covering it up. Mm. Um, and the fact that like because um, sharks don't make a noise. So I guess right. to make it more scary, the electrical box in the boat shed is supposed to be screeching. Mm. Um, but it's it kind of makes it like the shark is screaming at you. Um, And it mixes together with the blood curdling screams of everyone being genuinely terrified.
0: So it's like, yeah, I was watching uh, because I'm working on another Jaws um, video and I was watching Jaws the movie and I realized that he did. I'm pretty sure he added a few uh, sound effects to the shark to make it Mm -hmm. sound more like a monster or a beast, you know, but it doesn't. Mm -hmm come across as corny because it's right when the music flares up and the crash happens. But in watching it, I was like, that's, an, that's interesting. Cause if it didn't have that, you'd be like, well, sharks don't growl. But right, yeah. the way that's funny that they did that in the, um, on, on the, the ride. ride, there's
1: like um, the sparks of the electrical box that breaks supposedly when um, jaws comes through the, the wall, the back wall of the boathouse. Right. Um, is the first scream. The second one, right before the, I think it's supposed to be the grenade hurtling towards the to the, the gas station to make the explosion but it's like mm-hmm. right as the shark comes up a second time so it's like they fake it sort of but they're they wanted to have the shark scream and then the third one is as he's being electrocuted by the wire and there's sparks flying everywhere and there's that noise
0: Right cuz um. in the movie that's the most noticeable is when the shark the pieces of the shark are like floating down to the bottom and Spielberg used wangi um, right What's that? The Valley of Guanji. Is that what it is? I had heard that it was the, uh, dual, dual. The truck from Duel. Yeah. When Duel goes over, is that the, is that what that's you That's were...
1: also the Valley of Gwangi. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's yes. like a recycled sound from his first movie.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. I knew about the uh, dual part. Um, but I love it when they can recycle things and you don't even notice until you hear about it. Like no one would be like, that's the sound effect from the truck. You know, that doesn't make sense that because the way he kind of mixed it, you know, it made sense with that scene and the music and everything.
1: What's funny is I'll hear the um, the T-Rex scream from Jurassic Park mixed into movies all the time. Oh, yeah.
0: All the time. Um, So funny.
1: My friends and I made a movie um, back out of high school. Uh, uh, and when the monster dies at the end, I used the T Rex from Jurassic Park, but slowed down. And I was like, I'm just like Spielberg.
0: <laughs> yeah, there is. And it's funny because there are times you can do it and it works really well. And then there are other times. There's a movie, I think it was called The Baba Duke, that I saw a while ago. Mm-hmm. And I'll just say the sound effect they use at the end of the movie for The Baba Duke is like the dragon from the old World of Warcraft games. And it took me out because, like, I I don't play them anymore. But when I was a kid, I was, like, obsessed with those old uh, World of Warcraft games. Mm -hmm. And it just pulled me out of the movie because they didn't do anything to disguise it. It was just like, all right, just throw it in. Like, just no one will notice. But I was like, that's the same exact sound. They didn't manipulate it, you know, so it pulled me out going. Well, Well,
1: we can be grateful that the Wilhelm scream scream has been uh, finally uh, retired from
0: Star Wars movies. Yeah, that was always fun. I always I like hearing it in like Indiana Jones or you know all the the holiday special or whatever. We need a new secret sound effect because everyone knows now. I know, right? <laughs> so how so? You worked on Jaws for two years, or I think
1: so. Yeah, just about.
0: And then, so I guess, did you work on it until it until it closed?
1: No, this was still a decade before it closed. Okay, I worked on. Oh, that's it, right, uh,
0: 2012. Yeah,
1: and um. It, 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 while I was working on it, if they didn't need me there, if they needed me somewhere else, um, I worked at other attractions, uh, probably Men in Black the most
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, because it's right next door. Uh, and I got really good at it. I actually got the straight the nine 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 one oh, Well, wow. um, but they put curtains that open and close in front of the windows where I get the most points. So I haven't been able to get it a second time since then. Uh, Yeah,
0: I've never been. I for a long time I was pretty good at Buzz Lightyear, Astro Blasters, and Disneyland, Mm -hmm. but I never, you know, like Midway Mania and uh, Men in Black. I'm terrible at just because, I I guess, I haven't ridden it enough. But so you now has Men in Black changed much since Um, then, or is it other than you know? Because it seems like it hasn't really. You know
1: the biggest change at Men in Black is they painted the worm worm guys green. They used to be um, tan colored like the movie, and now mm. they're green, and it bothers me to no end. But other than that, in the um, they put curtains in the windows, so you can't get as many points. Uh, there's not much changes. That that they they do a pretty good job on upkeep on it though.
0: Yeah, I, I wonder if it's you know Men Men in Black fans will hate me, but I wonder when it's gonna kind of hit hit the end of its run where it either needs a not that i mean it's a fun ride but just with i know if they get rid of if they're willing to get rid of jaws you know they're gonna well they only get
1: rid of good rides so
0: and it's a it's a fun ride but um so tell me about kong because that's the one like i'm more because i never you know like i said i got to ride jaws so at least have that confrontation i have no i mean i've seen videos from when i covered it but that's um, it it's
1: it's strange because when I worked there, um, I can see why they replaced it with hmm. the mummy. Um, it's such an epic ride. Like it's it, it, in my mind, it's more epic and and on a grander scale than Jaws. Um, like the beginning of the ride, mm-hmm. you get into the the, the 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 tram, and right off the bat, there's a huge gas station explosion. Like just. It, 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 you see, like the silhouette of power lines being knocked down, like it's kind of like off-screen, because <laughs> um, the theme park rides love the silhouette effect where you see a shadow of something. So you're, the idea is Kong is pulling on power lines down the street, and it's a, creating a chain reaction that sets off this huge explosion. Um, and every time I cook with my gas stove, I smell natural gas, and I immediately think of Kong. Oh wow! Because that's it, the smell. Because you're inside a building, the smell of the natural gas. Um, in this huge explosion, like the mummy, um, fire effect on the roof is really impressive. And, and, but this was just times a thousand, like you could feel the heat of it. It's, I'd and it's read the first scene on
0: the ride. I'd read, and I don't know if you know the, the truth, but when I was doing the Kong video, I'd read, um, certain, uh, people that had said that in the beginning Kong's movements And you can kind of tell in the video, so I wasn't sure like how drastic, but they said his movements were like so much more violent and massive and the the pyrotechnic effects as well were also way bigger and way crazier. And then like it was kind of during that first year of the jaws being down Mm -hmm. and all that, that they, um, they toned it down one for like safety reasons. I guess it didn't meet the code or something. And then, as far as its movements, they just kind of said, "Okay, that we're gonna like rip the, you know, it was too violent for the animatronic to handle, which yeah, is why the, it had so many issues." So, is that true that it was I, way, you know, um, bigger in the beginning?
1: I think the final scene, um, definitely the fire effects used to be bigger um, when it first opened. But the, the first scene where the, just the explosion, I, that, that was always the same, as far as I could tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could believe that they toned down his movements on that final scene, too, because the last couple times I wrote it, uh, I distinctly remember it mostly just being a little bit of arm wagging. And he picks up mm-hmm. the tram and he drops you um, and not much else. I could imagine it, definitely. And when it first opened, <laughs> there's the, the stories of it didn't work at all. So they were manually Controlling him for when Spielberg and everyone's going on the ride. Oh, that's funny! Like they—they're like, we have to go to manual override. He, he's not working at all, so they pretended that it was working and they just kind of manually puppeteered him. That's the story, anyway. That's so, funny.
0: Yeah, because I, the first, the first time you see him, like I was, you know, you can- first. You can only first do time so he's much, on a
1: bridge. He's on a bridge on the first time, and it's supposed to right. be like forced perspective. He's farther away from you, so he's half size as normal.
0: Because he's swiping um, at the tram, right? And
1: he's the first scene. He's swiping yeah. at a helicopter. Um, the, to, the, the, not the first scene, but the first scene with, uh, uh, and it's like a full size.
0: Right. Like full, when he's hanging, full off, scale, he's hanging off, he's hanging off the full, bridge with like one hand, and he's yes. kind of swi- yeah. See, that's the see one I read, and I was kind of able to tell from like. I mean, it's hard to say because sometimes they amp it up for those like park promotional videos. But yeah. you could tell in the promotional video, his movements were so sweeping and violent. And then from all the point of view videos I saw, um, yeah, it's just it, his it arm wasn't moving. as much. So I always wondered if they toned it down or if they just kind of amped it up because um, it seems pretty, di- you know, he just he had his movement, his range. I guess his range was more um, noticeable in the, the early videos and then mm-hmm. it seems to have gotten toned down. But it's hard to tell with point of view videos because, you know, it's like from where they are, if they're moving the camera, it can make it look bigger than it is.
1: Yeah, it always bothered me that he was not full size in that scene. Like I get that it's a like the bridge is moving away from you. So the bridge is getting smaller and mm-hmm. then he's smaller than he is in the next scene. Um, He's impressive because you see his whole body in that scene and he's swiping at a miniature helicopter it's also like only four feet long or whatever
0: was it pretty um, noticeable in person like did you to, go to me it, it mm. yeah it, it,
1: it, it was yeah I see um, I me mean,
0: i can't tell because like i said when you're watching it through a yeah 90s ca- recording you, yeah, know, and most you people people can...
1: would zoom in on him because he's far right. back yep um but like also if you're paying attention uh all the walls are just black curtains <laughs> So it's supposed to be like an endless uh, skyscape, Mm. skyscape, but like without uh, a fog effect that they always like they might have used to had. Mm. um, You don't get the effect that it's a giant bridge over water. If you look down, you'll see concrete uh, and it was just a black curtain background. I
0: feel like I noticed that in one of the videos I'd watched where I thought like it looked kind of weird, but I, I could see where. Maybe early on, or maybe, yeah, if they had more fog, you wouldn't really be able to tell.
1: Which I think is something that just was cut out as time went on. Um, But the sets, the actual, like, city stuff, the skyscrapers, the things that were actually built to scale and physical, um, there was entire, like... uh, uh, a cafe down if you look down there was a whole cafe with tables and chairs and hmm. some were knocked over and like it looks like people are escaping the city because there's stuff strewn about and cars crashed and uh fire hydrants leaking water just spraying water everywhere and you could see tvs left on in the windows like oh, the attention cool. to detail for the stuff they did build out was incredible um but then like you get to the last scene and on one side is the now the the larger full size, but only from the belly mm-hmm. up of Kong. But on the left is just a two dimensional paint uh, cut out of uh, the cityscape done in like Christmas lights. <laughs> like it's just don't look to the left. We didn't design that very well. Look to the right where the giant Kong oh, that's is. True. That's yeah, where we put all the money.
0: I've never even because I mean, anytime someone's recording the ride, they're not going to turn around and do the wall. Right. So I I never got to see that but i i could see you know their mindset were like oh there are, there are tensions over here so we don't right. need to worry about over there but so. if you do you're like wait a minute but um you know like the end of et where you see like the, the the light up uh uh
1: almost like a constellation yeah, of with stars and... that's what it looked like it looked oh, like really? a, a skyline of a city <clears throat> made out of lights like that <laughs> just funny. on a black curtain and it was huge but it's just a two-dimensional cutout. I almost would rather just be Black Curtain.
0: <laughs> um, so was Kong, uh, when you were there, was it pretty like popular? Uh, was it still really popular or did it kind of dwindle? No, I don't.
1: It had a really good capacity, I think. Mm. When I first was there, when I first visited, it was like a two-hour wait every time I went there. And I would wait it because I loved that ride.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, even though it was a uh, fake UPN um, or w, no, WGN, fake WGN, like... Um, Uh, news broadcast with commercials for ALF and commercials for uh, shows that the one with the robot girl things that are no longer on TV and they kept it the same they like never updated that video so you're watching this um, late 80s WGN broadcast and it's awful Uh, and they just keep showing clips from like the 1970s Kong like he's escaped in the city Right. it's terrible Kong Um,
0: yeah I got to ride the um... The original, original at Universal Hollywood. Um, luckily, before it burned down. God, um, rest in peace. I, <laughs> I barely remember it. I, you know, it's one of those things where I know I did it. Like, it's hard for me to remember. So sometimes I wonder if I'm formulating my own memories based on knowing I did it, or if I actually remember it. But and I that's do. Re- the, that's yeah, the
1: final scene, essentially.
0: Yeah, wow. right. And that was the most impressive what I remember. Mm-hmm. But of course, that burned down and confrontate. So. When but the... I
1: don't think it was that busy, uh, when mm. I worked there, uh, the line, sometimes it was even a walk on and I would have, um, cause I did the spieling on that, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes and I would have half cars full. Um,
2: wow.
1: so again, like I understand why they replaced it cause the mummy is immensely more popular cause it's a coaster. It's got rewritability. I think that there's just something about the tone of the script and the way that it was, it was just a lot of redundancies that it's like, uh, uh chopper turn your light off turn your light off we can't see Mm -hmm. and then they turn the light off and there's a big kong and it's like he cut us off right it's just it's not the same kinetic energy as the jaws where it's moving with your boat you know kong was just there yeah i think
0: i think that's the the tough thing when you talk about rides that are you know gone or that you know they get replaced because on the one hand there's the nostalgia aspect where you're like, Oh, I want, you know, I wish it would stay, you know, cause I love that ride. But then you also have to look at it from like a business point of view from a, you know, uh, you know, like they, when they hit a point where it's like, Oh, okay, either we have to do a major overhaul and spend all this money to kind of mm-hmm. bring it up to date or brand, you know, the mummy had come out. So like, I, I always try to understand why they did them why they make the changes. It's sad, but you know, you always have the opposite of people that just start petitions and like, you know, it's like, I don't never go that far. Um, I mean, this is a massive four, um, four
1: soundstage building that, you know, that's why they put a coaster in it because it's the biggest building at Universal.
0: Right. And did you, you probably already know this, but since you worked on that, um, that in the mummy, if you, uh, for anyone who doesn't know this, I think it's, uh, after the second big lift, where you go down uh it's actually a few parts, but if you look yeah, up the yeah, you can still see the confrontation ride tracks in the yep. ceiling exactly and if you look at behind the scenes footage of them building the mummy, you can see that, and I guess it's because it was kind of built into the infrastructure yeah. I forget exactly why um that it was just it was cheaper to leave it than it you know was to take it out (laughs) this
1: is a load-bearing Kong (laughs) right but it's cool to look up
0: and be like oh man that's crazy to think that that, I really think that
1: um the most successful part of that ride was the scissor um suspension track Mm -hmm. like when Kong supposedly drops you is the only time they really utilized it but it would very quickly um extend the scissor um, and it felt like tower of terror, like oh, you wow, get that really? pit in your stomach feeling and you don't think of it when you think of the Kong ride, if you watch the videos or whatever, yeah. but that, that movement was so quick fast, like faster than falling. Wow. And it's only 10 feet, but it was just enough, um, to really give you a little whoa. And then it also swoops forward as it goes back up. So wow. it was a, very, I never would like, have
0: thought of that. Cause I've, you know, I've probably watched like 30 point of view videos, but Again, when you're watching it from a camera, mm-hmm. you don't get that sense. I always thought, Oh, it's probably some tame kinda slight yeah. lower. And most of it
1: is, but yeah, that but end that part is
0: that's crazy. It, I didn't know it was feeling in your island. stomach.
1: Is like, that was definitely definitely my favorite part. Wow. And riding on it standing, they I think they make you sit for that part oh, wow. when you're yeah. actually doing the spiel because it is all of a sudden it's a big amusement park ride for that one little moment.
0: Did they have um, seat
1: belts or
0: restraints of any kind for confrontation or I don't think so. For guests or for yeah. or for you.
1: Uh, no, I don't think so. Hmm. I, I, you know, I can't remember. I think it was just a, a big uh, foam bar that you held in front of you, hmm. like on Earthquake. Because um, Earthquake, you know, bounced you around pretty good too, but there's no seatbelts on that.
0: Yeah, that's another one I, I only got to, well, it's still there. So I, I've been on the Hollywood one like 50,000 times, but I never got okay. to, I don't think I got, I think by then it had, because Earthquake became disaster, right? yeah but
1: the final scene was nearly identical right
0: yeah so I got to do disaster and of course now that's gone which I didn't I personally didn't feel too attached to disaster mm-hmm. um but and I everyone knows my feel I, I I loathe the new fast and furious ride like i I personally think it's the laziest attraction I've ever been on in terms of just <laughs> hey let's take what we did in Hollywood and literally just Plop it in here, and we'll have. Have you like, been on it? Like actually yeah, been on it? Um, yeah. Um, I will
1: say yeah. I appreciate all of the references to other things in the queue. Cool. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Right. The
0: queue's the did, best I, part. The I did a video amazing. on that. Queue's fantastic. Um,
1: the first scene when um, the Rock is talking to you on the TV the the like infinity um like you're going forever down a tunnel effect that was the projecting. only part i
0: enjoyed because <laughs> I, like, I
1: like that and yep. it's also kind of a nod to earthquake mm-hmm. because when you would go through the subway tunnel to the subway station there was lights on the wall that made it look like you're going faster than you actually are right so i like that it was kind of a nod to the earthquake it tricked um, me at first
0: i was like yeah are we really going that so that's the only cause like when i first so it's I, literally I, it that's the only like, redeeming quality i was like the queue this is cool and i was because we got on it on uh the preview the technical rehearsal so yeah, we, we yeah. walked on and i was like the queue's good i mean i'm not personally a fan of the movies so it's hard for me to be like oh, that's, you know, it's not like Indiana Jones where that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Right, so going right. through the queue is like an amazing experience. So I'm not going to like knock, you know, I'll say the cool. queue is very well done, even being objective. Um, mm-hmm. And that first part, because it, it tricked me. I was like, wait a minute, we're there's no way we're going that fast. <laughs> and then I kind of looked behind. I was like, okay, that was pretty cool. And then after that, though, I was like, what? This is literally the same thing in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. And and then it is like, before I knew it, I was like, that was it. That, and maybe that? to a lesser extent, because without the 3d, I'm not sure
1: that, you oh, know, yeah, a 20 true. foot tall Vin Diesel even works Yeah, because the, the size doesn't make sense when it's not in 3d. Yeah.
0: Cause at least with, you know, a lot of people have issues with, uh, uh, King, uh, Kong skull, reign of Kong. Um, I enjoy it for the most part. I, it's got some huge narrative problems where you're like, who are these people? <laughs> where do they, what's going on? Um,
1: or at me, least they added something to it.
0: Yeah, and but I go on it for that that animatronic near the end, which is just yeah. like
1: Which is wow. kinda of detached yeah. from the entire thing in, yep. in, in in and of itself. It's that Kong problem where he's just already there.
0: They did it to please people like me who were probably like, Okay, this is the same thing as Hollywood and then I was like, Okay, that that made it worth it. But again they Aside from, but they added two scenes too. Right, which and that's my point is like they at least have those two scenes um, that are interesting. They're fun, and they have some animatronics through there. And then they have the part from Hollywood, which is whatever. But then they have the animatronics. You're like, okay, it was worth it overall. With Fast and Furious, I felt like, I mean, other than that kind of first part, I was just really, I can't even say disappointed because I'd kind of knew I had a feeling that it was going to be just Hollywood (laughs) again. But I just thought, man, what a what a waste of space! I feel yeah, like where they could building. have they could have, I you know, built something else, some other, I don't know, some other movie ride or some original or something rather than just. And I I have a feeling that in I don't think it's gonna uh not last long, but I don't I think I in it ten, ten years I was gonna say in ten years I think yeah. assuming well maybe we'll have Fast and Furious thirty five by then, but. <laughs> I feel like the popularity will have kind of gone away and it'll be like oh uh, you know it because it, even now the wait times are not that big for no. it being a debut no. ride no. it the, really it the was long like long wait times hour. are
1: so much longer
0: oh still. yeah and i think I, when i went there on it on like a regular day it was like 45 and this was like the first couple weeks and i was like i mean you look at pandora that thing still has like a five hour wait on site. it's ridiculous <laughs> That's a good
1: ride, though.
0: Oh, it's an amazing um, ride. Oh, but, you know, that's also,
1: and that's, that's something to be said about who's doing the, the actual uh, 360 scene. Like Weta, is it, is it pronounced Weta?
2: Mm-hmm. The yeah, I um think
1: so. uh, The people who did Kong are immensely more talented than whoever did uh, the Fast and Furious scene.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so even if it was just the 360 scene, like, I think the Kong one stands on its own as a very well, like,
2: right.
1: it's, it's really well done. Um, and so like Flight of Passage is really well done, even though the ride system is really incredible. Um, just the movie alone for Flight of Passage with um, the people who did Avatar, it looks amazing. I think the the people that did um, the Fast and Furious ride, I think they might have also done the uh, Hogwarts Express train ride mm-hmm. uh, windows. And there is an uncanny valley problem. There's, it's definitely not believable to the extent that other 3D effects are. So when Vin Diesel is jumping onto a tiny drone, it looks like he's flying around on a helicopter. It's laughably
0: strange. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the, the motion
1: is strange.
0: Yeah, it was just, like I said, I mean, I'm not a fan of the franchise, so I'm probably biased. But even then, I was trying to be objective. I'm like, OK, you know, maybe it'll be a really fun ride. But I was just like, this isn't even fun to me because I didn't feel like I was really there. The no. the screens are and this is my issue with Kong as well, but yeah. the screens are so uh I don't know why I don't know why they can't and I'm sure there's some reason if someone knows why, I would love to know why they can't just make the screens either a little bigger or raise the trams up, because that's my biggest problem is that unless you're in the middle, even with your I mean you just see the bottom track the whole time mm-hmm. and I can't you know the the
1: height fast and furious you can see the sprayers spraying yeah, you, like
0: it, without the 3d glasses to it block takes your me peripheral out of it. and like you really have to sit in the middle like it was at least i think the difference is like with calm you're in a jungle so it's kind of a darker atmosphere anyways but with yeah. fast and furious it's like a bright broad day daylight on highway um, los and,
1: angeles being disguised as san yeah, francisco and
0: i'm just like the track does not leave my peripheral vision and it just bothered me and i was like can they maybe there's a reason but i always wonder why can't they just add like five more feet to the screen or maybe raise the trams a little higher or, or don't let anyone sit
1: on the window sides just like or leave build the a vehicles space. a
0: certain way I, I don't know i'd love to know if cool. there's because it's the same problem all those kind of have so there's there's probably a reason that someone will be like oh this is why they can't but yeah that's that's my own tangent because i'm like oh they could have done you know, because it was
1: designed for a tram tour and yeah. brought in here as its own ride. And when, as part of a tram tour, it's like, oh, this was a fun 45-minute tour. I got to see so many behind-the-scenes right. things. Oh, bonus ride! Now yeah. it's like I waited in line for just this.
0: Yeah, I I would have been if I was like some like uh, uh, tourist that didn't know any better, and I just rode it, and I'd spent like an hour, an hour and a half in line. I would have been like, I could have ridden. I mean, anything else, and it would have been. So much, you know, I would have rather ridden the Hogwarts Express there and back, you know, because at least, you know, the effects on that are pretty fun.
1: Uh, ILM did Fallon. And oh, yeah. uh, as, as silly and stupid as that ride is, it's pretty fun. <laughs> That's my guilty
0: I... pleasure. People give me so much crap. They're like, yeah, you enjoy fun. that ride? I'm like, I, I'm i a fan of Julie, Jimmy Fallon personally. I realize it's not like a great attraction because it, it is corny and it's hokey. and But it's to me, it's just Fun. I like yeah. the queue. I like the history that they show in the lobby. Oh, yeah
1: Because um, see comic the insult. Yeah, uh,
0: and insult I the like how and... I like the the movement I love it when you go to space That's my favorite part because it feels very <laughs> fluid and when he jumps off yeah. the car you feel him jump off
1: That is that is the most believable yeah. uh, 3d effect that has ever been done on a theme park attraction of all time. Just him kicking the mm-hmm. railing it's,
0: <laughs> it's it's so real that my only complaint and I think I'm the only one but I hate the seats They are so uncomfortable. It's like wood, and it's like this 90-degree angle, so there's no curve to your back or anything. I mean, they
1: do look like the seats from his studio, Yeah. so they got that going for it, but they are
0: just... That was my only thing. I was like, oh, my God. It's like it killed my back to sit on, because it's like you're forced to kind of lean forward, but there's (laughs) no lumber, you know, because even like the mummy, you can tell the seats are kind of meant for the spine where they kind of, you know go a little bit out, you know, for your, um, lumbar support, but those are just like, it's like a pure 90 degree angle and it's like hard, it's no cushion. Um, but yeah, so that's my guilty pleasure right now. I I I like going, and there's never much of a line since they have that, um, people complain that they miss
1: twister, but, um, and Twister was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I would not have named it Ride It Out because then people think it's a ride and they would get disappointed oh, when yeah, they got that's inside. Right. It was a fun um, it was
0: a fun kind it was of cool did- because it was a yeah. real
1: cyclone. It was like yep. a, a science museum thing but they put special effects in it so it made it like instead of educational it's fun. Like
0: yeah. my cue is or the cue was again my favorite part like just going through that area and you feel like you are kind of like in a devastated house. Yeah, the creaking um,
1: uh, broken house is very yeah, yeah. it's a good set design and the 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 special effects even in the pre-show when the wind turns on and the sound effects go like would always like send chills down my mm-hmm. spine it was very believable and um even the projection of the tornado on the back of the theater when the, right. the show starts was really well done um the only thing that looked fake was the cow but the cow looked fake in yeah. the movie so uh, i think out.
0: they did it on per. you know it's kind of like a little yeah. throwback um now, of course, I have to ask you about, because this is where my, of all the rides that's, that have ever been replaced, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, I try to understand the business reasons and all that stuff, but the one that bothers me the most of any attraction at any theme park is Back to the Future. I, yeah, I, that was my favorite yeah. ride. So tell me about working on on that, um, what it was like working on that
1: um i tended to work at it most during halloween horror nights because i would pick up shifts um and i'd be like wherever you need me that's fine and sometimes i worked at jaws and it was fun because you could go off script a little bit more Mm -hmm. um just everyone's having a good time everyone's very drunk um (laughs) right back to the future or at least back then um back to the future was fun too but they usually only had um i guess one of the theaters open so uh and, and the lines weren't usually very long so it was mostly just, uh, me standing and saying, how many in your party, how many in your party? And then oh, yes. chatting for 10 minutes with, um, a group of five or 10 people because there was no one else waiting in line. Um, but it was like, I love the pre-shows for that,
2: mm-hmm.
1: that ride so much that I didn't mind standing there with like an empty, uh, pre-show room, <laughs> like just, um, hearing Biff mess up all the, the, the colloquial sayings, like, right. uh, Uh, See you next winter (laughs)
0: And I I love the fact that Doc Brown just happens to have a giant like poster of Biff like 1950s Biff in his living (laughs) room in his lab. He's
1: ready to pull it down.
0: Who else do you have? Who else do you have up there? That's like it's like a
1: family guy joke any of these map jokes doing anything for you pretty
0: much cuz it's like (laughs) He's like it's Biff and he pulls down. I mean, it's like this huge model Shot of him and I was like What is he doing here? so funny. Why do you um, have
1: a map of him? I never questioned
0: it. That's <laughs> so funny.
2: Uh, but it's like, uh,
0: I, but you know that I guess yeah, the queue was fun, but to me, the ride itself, and maybe I'm again, maybe my nostalgia is kind of distorting it, but I remember it a, being so fun.
1: You know how much of a nerd I am though? Hmm. The outside pre-show, like where you're waiting in the extended line for two or three hours back right. when the, the attractions heyday mm-hmm. um, would have Doc Brown uh, first, he's on the highway in the future on his way to the Institute. Um, and he's being recorded by a camera like a Cambot, And it is the camera that recorded him for the animated series intro and outro. Hmm. He made like a remote control or automated AI camera. And you can tell that because it has little doodads um, like heads up display on the cameras feed on the top and bottom. So when they were filming the pre-show, obviously they were also filming Doc Brown for the opening and closing of his cartoon show. Oh, um, he didn't actually play the cartoon character version of doc. I think, um, Dan Castellaneta maybe did mm-hmm. the Homer Simpson guy, right, yeah. but he did the intro and outro. Like it ironic. ironic.
0: Replaced, <laughs> replaced. Yeah, that
1: is picture. ironic. I never really thought about that. That's like, um, Lorenzo music and uh, Bill Murray, but that's yeah. a whole other story. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, it's, so when you, again, so, uh, I'm trying to remember, do you remember when Back to the Future closed or yeah. was it after your time at university? That's after
1: my time, okay. but I've had annual passes. So I remember going right before and after. Um, and there is a little nod to Doc Brown in the pre show for The Simpsons. Right. Yep. That shows him uh, losing the, the, the deed to the building to Krusty.
0: Right. Um, so it kind of makes sense in story <laughs> for me. It's, it's like, and I actually do like the Simpsons. I, I, um, I'm way behind. I've only seen, I, yeah, I've kind of just watched it here and there. I've never like watched it from like, I think I, I got to like season five or six when the DVDs came out and then they hadn't mm-hmm. had the next season and I just got behind. So actually I do like the Simpsons, but I just, and I, and again, I understand cause it was such an old ride. And the technology and, you know, the uh, what they recorded was getting pretty uh, dated. But I feel... I mean, like,
1: you travel to the distant future of three years ago. I know,
0: right? <laughs> so I know they would have had... I guess for me, it's just the, the ride of The Simpsons I don't enjoy because it's just so bumpy and so... The animation, it's always... I don't know. They either need to do a really big refurbishment on it, I think. Like the well, screen's super dim. I think that dim, the ride system you know.
1: was not designed to last this long. I don't think...
0: It's uncomfortable. It's like being yeah. on a vibrating chair, but it's like, it's really uncomfortable. Whereas the, again, maybe my memory is distorting it, but I remember it being like Star Tours where it was like fluid and you felt no, like you were- No, it wasn't. Oh, I no? wasn't. I'm totally <laughs> no. distorting that. No,
1: there was parts when- um Uh, there were parts like when it was uh going to the ice age when the vehicle would vibrate Mm -hmm. in a way that was like is this thing gonna fly off the rails Mm -hmm. and it was like and like you could hear the motion more um i think the old story was they made it match the screen perfect for back to the future and then um uh what is it jay stein uh he went on and he's like all right now i want you to Overdo it. I want to um. ramp it up. I want ramp up every scene. I need to do it. And they're like, people are gonna get sick. And he's like, I don't care. I want this to be a thrill ride. Hmm. And and uh, people loved it. I think that, um, like Fallon is matched perfectly. Right. Uh, now, if Jay Stein had written it in 1990, he might be like, no, we need to m- move this <laughs> up, move this up. Yeah, I want to feel this vibrate. Um, but when I remember working there and going to the break area in between the two theaters. Uh, through this walkway and you can smell like the hydraulic fluid or something mm. burning you can it just smelled like old um, Like if you if you had a old transistor radio and it like blew a fuse and you smell that like, burning smell That's what that ride smelled like from the back always mm. and this is back, you know 15 18 years ago and it's still running to this day so, so so
0: it wasn't so my memory is distorting that it wasn't like some Star Tours esque smooth. Exp- was it pretty much similar to The Simpsons then? It's where very it's like, similar,
1: yeah. It's always been a little rough. Because to me,
0: the rough. other thing that I don't like about and again I like the show, but is that none of the it's almost like a separate and maybe this is true a separate team animated the screen and then a oh, totally yeah. separate team did the because nothing matches at all. And it doesn't even make sense. You know, it's like the screen, you're twirling and twirling, and you're just kind of moving. So it's not like Star Tours, uh, star tours, where every movement you feel like you're in that. With The Simpsons, my problem is like, again, it's not designed for that, where when you're in the boat, you don't feel like you're in a... You know, every, all the movement just doesn't feel... Doesn't match with what you're seeing on screen, really. Like, I think both in terms of, of logistics, what, but in just... Part of um, what helps... Um... Back to
1: the Future was done with miniatures and uh, a free-floating camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's easier to visualize how to make the movements when right. you have a physical object traveling
0: through space. Um, I feel like whoever I, animated it, they said, you know, do go crazy. Don't worry about whether yeah. it's a possible movement. But I feel like that's my personal biggest problem with it where I don't feel in the ride at all. I feel like I'm just on a separate ride that's mm-hmm. watching a separate screen because nothing yeah. matches and I don't feel in the experience and that the animation's gotten really dated and the screens are really poorly lit. I love the cue You know, the is really fun. <laughs> but, I like all the
1: gags on yeah. the ride like um Ralph wiggum's like I'm a baby bird. Like yeah. that's pretty funny. Okay. I love
0: I like it's a weird feeling because it's like I like the ride in terms of this, you know, the the short film, I guess you could say, if it had been like kind of a honey I shrunk the audience kind of thing. But you, um, not as a ride. As what about you know. all the
1: references to Back to the Future? There's the clock tower.
0: Right. Um, there's
1: uh, being swallowed by uh, Maggie yep. instead of the T-Rex. Uh, you travel through. Uh, you bust right through uh, billboards.
0: And I appreciate that they. I appreciate that they did that. Um,
1: and both rides incorporate the word Universal somehow. Uh, in the opening, when you first sit in the car of Back to the Future, he's like, "We're about to go on a journey of universal proportions." And on The Simpsons, it's just a big billboard that says, "Send universal money." Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so they—it's well, like it was an instruction, like you must include the term "universal" on your ride somewhere. And Back to the Future pulled it off very well, and Simpsons is just yeah. blatant with it.
0: And again, and that's where it's the—you know—the bias comes in because you know, if I made a top ten, top five, you know, it'd be like back to the future is on there. So I, and so that's, you know, I understand business wise, but I guess that's the one that kind of just irks me the most because I enjoyed that ride so much and I love the movie and I just really wish they could have found a way to update it and then maybe build the Simpsons. Like I said, as a, another type of ride, maybe like a, um,
1: um, theater might've worked better. If you ask me, I enjoy that. Actually, I
0: like because it what it replaced uh, Jimmy Neutron. And then before that, wasn't it Hanna-Barbera? That was
1: the fun, fantastic world of Hanna-Barbera. So tell
0: me about because I actually know very, very little about that attraction because I've. um, Yeah. Yeah.
1: What's amazing about that, if you went on the Jimmy Neutron ride, um, because they changed it a little bit more for this one. This incarnation, but the original, um, it it was mostly exterior cue. And then you walk into the. Pre show room, and it was uh, right now it's just a blank wall, or they tore down that wall. Um, there used to be a monitor with Hannah and Barbara, and they were making a new cartoon um, about Elroy and the Jetsons. And um, this is named Dirk Dastardly.
2: Hmm.
1: Uh, he would come in and he's like, What about me? Make a cartoon about me. He's like, No, next is Elroy. And he's like, Well, then that case, and then he steals Elroy on the left side of the screen, on the left side of the room was like a window which is now where Gru talks to you and sets off the mm-hmm. fart gun. Um, but there was a window with uh, Boo Boo and Yogi and they were talking uh, across the room to the other screen with Hannah Barbera, And they're like, oh, we'll use our ship to go save Elroy. And they, they're like, come on everyone, into the ship. And you'd go and it was the exact same ride system. The, the screen right now is curved and big so that it could work for the 3D. But when it was Jimmy Neutron and Fantastic World, it was like a shape, Hmm. um, like a viewfinder, more like Star Tours. Um, And it was for um, Hanna-Barbera, it was actually a weird shape, too. I don't even think it was a normal rectangle. It was like a, um, yeah, it was a weird shape. (laughs) Um, And it was a great ride because uh, in in the intro, it teaches you how computers can draw for you instead of having to draw all 24 frames of animation mm-hmm. and then the ride takes place in 3d environments But with 2d characters, so it was almost like uh, on the cusp of in between 2d and 3d But it teaches you how computers were making okay. animation now And it was actually kind of educational in that sense well, and that then was you a got big to thing back through. then
0: too was the, the Hybrid was of cartoon and 3d animation I mean, this is it before
1: Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. uh, with the, the big ballroom right. scene This was um, I think at the time the Little Mermaid had one shot where um, she's running down a staircase and they 3D -hmm. generated it or in um, the rescuers down under the vehicle, the vehicle and rescuers down under and uh, Oliver and company, all the cars in New York City. That was about like it for computer generated cartoons.
0: It's crazy to think there was a time like, you know, (laughs) you watch those. It's like this was the first use of CG. It's like, whoa, how far we've come. Right. (laughs) Avatar, you know.
1: There's like no shading on or anything. It's just a solid color polygon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it was really cool because at the time there were, there was no 3d cartoons. And here we were traveling through all the places we've seen in Hanna Barbera cartoons. Um, it always got me. It started off with uh boo boo saying, what kind of a uh, power source do we use for the ship? And it's like a big old rubber band. <laughs> and They put a rubber band around you and fling you. <laughs>
2: um,
1: but it, the motion was really impressive right now with the, minion ride it's just a lot of bouncing and right. standing still whereas this was always moving forward um more like the old star tours
2: um yeah, just and, always going
0: and I, and I like i um i do i have nothing to it's one of the few rides i have nothing to compare it to because i didn't get to ride Hanna barbera i didn't get to ride jimmy neutron so i never i don't have any kind of comparison to be like oh i remember it was like this um but i i like it but i can see what you mean where there, again, it kind of has that Simpsons problem where there's no, you know, it does, it kind of matches what you're doing, but you are just kind of bopping around and yeah, moving. Especially on the
1: minions where you literally are bouncing yeah. off of people. It's a,
0: it's a very fun <laughs> ride. I, I don't ride it, it is, too it often because the lines always, too. so it makes me,
1: it makes me tear up at the end when Gru gets it the present. It is, <laughs> it
0: might be one of the best like stories, like narratives in a screen based attraction because it sets it up in the queue, you know, yeah. uh, the gift and all that. And, yep. And that's coming. I've only seen the first one, I think. That's um, the only one worth watching. I might have seen the second one. I don't know if it had the guy with the shark tent or something. It takes place in a mall,
1: and it's not good. Maybe I haven't.
0: <laughs> Just don't it. watch the Minions.
1: Um, oh, yeah. No, I love that moment, too. And it's like this one or this one, and you think they're talking about weapons, but they're talking about fireworks for his uh, right. finale for her. Oh, that's so cute. Um, so, But on the Hanna-Barbera ride, uh, you travel through... Uh, Bedrock and a spooky castle with uh, Scooby-Doo and Mystery Machine and Mr. Um, Inc. and uh, and it ends with the Jetsons and actually goes to Happy Fun Land um, in the Jetsons world. So it's like that moment where you're at Happy Fun Land and I think all three attractions have had a moment where you're on a roller coaster in the ride. So mm-hmm. they've kind of kept that going for the finale on each of them. Um, and then of course they. They save. Um, you ever been on Mickey's Philhar Magic, the show? Yes.
0: Yeah, that's... Uh, it's I, incredibly I love that ride. similar
1: to that, um, at least the um Agrabah scene.
0: Mm. It's um, actually one of my favorite parts of the ride, because you do feel like you're kind of... Like, yeah. I, I know it's not a ride. Uh, but it feels like it on that yeah. part,
1: right? And the music, know, now I love that
0: ride. I love the music that they chose for the various scenes.
1: There's a moment with the Scooby-Doo scene that's almost identical to the mm. Agrabah scene, um, where they fly through, and uh a, actually a bed gets caught up with scooby doo and the bad guys and scooby get swapped and it's uh it's impressive the the way that that the ride system still that ride system is held up it's, it, it, it's not like the back to the future one where i'm I'm always afraid it's going to break
2: mm-hmm.
1: like uh as simple as it is, just a room full of people in groups of four it's it's kind of effective for the kitty rides that it's become
0: yeah and I, that's one thing I need to, you know, cause there's some rides, um, that I've done a lot of research on. So I feel like I know a lot about, but that, you know, the Hanna-Barbera and, uh, Jimmy Neutron, like I, I know so little about those. So it's, I mean, I didn't even know about that. So it's fun to hear. Um, sounds like it would have been a really fun attraction to have been on. Was, did then, you, did you ride Jimmy Neutron?
1: I did. Was and it similar? Llama, or? llama, llama, llama it it had the some of the problems that the newer attractions had where there was stops
0: hmm.
1: um and i never i don't know the characters but it went through some of the like it went through rugrats it went through a lot of the nicktoons oh really it so wasn't it was just very, jimmy neutron no no he was like the using some kind of
0: oh that makes sense
1: dimensional hopping yeah. device that made it make sense um so it was very similar to fantastic world but it had the same kind of problem where i think at the end especially it just stops and there's characters talking to you on the screen and it's hmm. like I, I liked Hanna Barbera's like there's a big old rubber band and then at the end you crash into a big the end sign and then Yogi Bear says uh, I hope you had fun I'll see you on the outside and it's it, it's over. Um, whereas the Jimmy Neutron Whoa. one they'd have a whole conversation with you at the end hmm. and it's like okay I think this is over now we're just sitting here watching a screen.
0: Yeah I feel like um, I feel like Jimmy Neutron didn't last that long then because no it was just a know. few years I think yeah because like I remember you know Hanna Barbera has been there was there for a while. But then in my mind, like there was a um, I think I only realized there was a Jimmy Neutron attraction when I was working on um, the Nickelodeon Studios video. And I was looking at pictures and like, oh, wow, I didn't even realize there was a Jimmy Neutron before, you know, in between the two.
1: I think actually it was kind of comparable um, because the first one ran for about 13 years and the second one ran for 11.
0: Hmm.
1: So that's not that. Wait is
0: that right? no nine no only nine and I and like now I wonder That's not that I always think like how long are these you know it's hard to imagine a time when they'll be like, okay, despicable me, we're gonna replace it because right now it's so popular
2: or right,
0: right. Um, some of those kind of or even Simpsons like when will anything you know, when you look at how long back to the future lasted, you'd be curious to see like how long a Simpson you know will it have more longevity since it's still going on? Since it's still airing, um, you know, it'll be curious to see in the coming years, like when those kinds of rides will be replaced, you know. um, Honestly,
1: with Comcast in control, there's there is no telling what gets replaced and why it's their 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 decision. I love Diagon Alley. mm -hmm. um, uh, But I think the Gringotts ride, while it breaks new ground, has that uh, issue with pacing. Um, because like you're on a coaster track, but at the same time, let's stop here. Um, let's, let's start up again. Oh, this is fun. Oh, we stopped again. And,
0: um, yeah, forbidden journey is definitely my favorite of the two. You're
1: always moving. So it's always exciting. Whereas, um, I think Spider-Man did a better job of, even though you're kind of in front of a screen all the time Mm -hmm. and then move to another screen, it keeps it moving. And the story is always exciting. Whereas Gringotts, there's just a, like, the whole ride just stops so that, like, uh, they can talk to you for a minute.
0: Right. <laughs> and so then they,
1: it's like, oh, here's another problem.
0: They can do yeah. their monologues.
1: Yeah. It's uh, a lot of the new rides have that pacing issue uh, where there's lots of stops. Uh, the mummy stops, uh, but it's in a different way. It's right. like a, a fake out it's ending gag, or whatever. Yeah. 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 And yeah, that's c- okay.
0: Yeah. I think my two favorite parts of Gringotts, and I'm sure it's most people's. Is the beginning because when I first wrote it, you know, I didn't know anything about it and it threw me off so much when the when uh your cart like tilts, you know, and yeah, the teeter totter, yeah. And I was like, well, what's gonna happen? I mean, and I didn't see it coming at all. And the other part that I love, but it's always hit or miss, is at the very end when you know you take off really fast and you mm-hmm. seem to go through the wall. Because sometimes, and actually a lot of the times, there's just not enough smoke, or there's it's probably a timing issue where the door drops too quickly. Yeah, the door drops before the smoke has filled it up. But I love it when it's perfect and you literally cannot tell. You're looking at a screen one second, the fog builds up, and then you can't see when the door drops. So then you really do kind of think, whoa, I'm going through the screen. Like that's um, the that really. I wonder it if works. it
1: happens a little earlier than it used to because there was a mishap after hours once where the train went right through the door.
0: Oh, seriously? Yeah,
1: they um, supposedly uh, the techs were testing something and overrode the um, sensors on it. So I remember riding it for a couple months. They had no door there. They had no um, oh. screen. It was just a big opening the whole time because um, it's a Kuka arm that that takes away that section of screen and it happens very quickly. Right. And it used to, I think it used to happen a little bit later and now probably for safety reasons, it has to remove it and then checks and check and check and check and check and then send you forward. So you don't crash
0: through it. Um, yeah. That that makes sense. Cause yeah. Cause I do remember the first time I went on it was before I lived here. And it was, I think it was like the first year or so that it had mm-hmm. opened. And I do remember like, I mean, I think we wrote it twice. So the second time I know I was looking for it, and I just remember, I love not, too that the rocks, it, you know, but... the
1: rocks are designed in the shape of the door too mm-hmm. um, in the movie, so like you don't see the seam because it's right. the,
0: the 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 shape of the rocks. But now every time I go on it, I I see the door drop. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like I, I, mean, I could be wrong. I feel like if they just had more fog or maybe started the fog earlier, it mm-hmm. would. But I think that's that's probably exactly why what you just said because that makes total sense because I just I remember it being so seamless and so maybe maybe there's just no way to cover it up with fog, but that's why it's always nice to ride attractions before that stuff. Yes. You know, Oh yeah. I
1: went went on countdown to extinction before um, the park opened uh, as part of an employee preview. I wasn't working there at the time, but I knew someone who was. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, And uh, I remember that ride being a lot more intense uh, and almost like a drop at the end. Uh, And then when I went on it a year later, when the park was officially opened, and I'm like, <clears throat> like when they changed it to Dinosaur especially, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, they really toned that down. But in recent years, I will say, they toned it back up again. They yeah, actually kind of threw in some more whiplash there.
0: From what I've read, it was that, you know, initially it was just um, yeah countdown to extinction. And then when they wanted to do the Dinosaur movie tie-in, Eisner or whoever was like, okay, we need to tone it down so then kids who see the movie can ride the ride yeah. and not. Um, but then, you know, there's also... The effects that they—I don't—I don't remember how long they lasted, but the pterodactyl—that yeah, you know yeah. used to actually it
1: used to fly—go yeah.
0: over your head. They changed then, rules
1: about things flying above your head. Yeah, without Disney.
0: a safety net, because they were like, yeah. okay, you have to have a net, and they're like, well, that so. will ruin the effect. So they, you know, it's, stopped it's it stopped it plastered to yep. the ceiling, and,
1: and uh, then the gal- there's a light.
0: <laughs> and then the gal, the comp be sort. Yeah, they used to like jump, and there's a really cool photo. I have it in one of my videos where it's like a lights off. Or lights on, and you can see like the pulleys and chain mechanisms that they used. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty elaborate. But again, I, I until under- um they turned it was off. it last
1: year or the year before. It was they had them frozen in space, and they would just right. turn lights on in different motions. So yeah. it was like light, 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 light yeah. to create an effect of a jumping above you. Now they put screens in, and that's right. uh, okay. It's kind of believable. It's fine.
0: It's, it's just fine. funny because like there's a couple videos where you can see them in motion when they worked. And it's pretty I mean obviously it's not in person but it's pretty cool to see like to see these physical things like mm-hmm. Jumping over the or seeming to jump over the the vehicle. I don't
1: remember it But it was always it's also always dark, right? So like if you weren't looking up at that exact moment um, Or trying to pay attention to it It was it was kind of an easy thing to miss and too. early
0: on they would flash maybe they had more lights on it and you could see them and then like you said they turned it off the same reason why I guess I guess it's okay to have them above the ride vehicle as long as they're not moving. moving. They're, they're locked in place. So yeah, they, they would have. just shine. Someone did a really good low light um, video where you can see the you know the arms and the chains still there, but yeah, it's it's always fun. Like, that's why you always. I mean, same with Indiana Jones when they had the ice effect, which I really wish I'd gotten to see in person, but that only lasted like nine months or something mm-hmm. before. I mean, there's, you know, all these theories of why it went away, (laughs) either rusted shut or broke, or there's like five different people say they know someone who worked on it, who know the reason, and they all are different reasons, but that's why it's always cool to, I I wish I could have written, I mean, I assume you've been on Temple of the Forbidden Eye. No, I've never actually been to Disneyland. I hate to admit it. I'd love to go. Wow. That's incredible. So yeah. wow well i'm all
1: about the orlando parks uh i know all about other parks but i have not been to other parks
0: well that's my favorite ride in i mean uh well don't worry the classics, we might be getting it but, here you
1: know. too yeah
0: yeah that's the rumor i i mean do you have you heard any i, I keep hearing that rumor kind of it pops I up honestly, and goes away then pops up then goes away
1: there's more credence to the rumor that we might be getting a boat ride at hollywood studios about indiana jones That similar to the uh, Shanghai Pirates ride. Hmm. I like that rumor a lot better because I'd rather get more rides than have than lose other rides. Because I like Dinosaur, I don't want to see Dinosaur rethemed because it has a similar track, but it also doesn't have enough space to do the queue justice Mm, or to get the uh, overview scene uh, that Indy has, where you can see the other parts of the ride. That's
0: incredible. Like in person, when you, I mean, maybe it'll be spoiled since you've probably seen a lot of videos on it, but that first point win you do come out of the chamber and you see the other part. That is one of the best moments in a ride, like any ride I've ever been on, I think. Yes. That and whole ride is amazing. Able
1: to, you wouldn't be able to get that if they cloned it in Dinosaur because yeah. it's, it's a smaller building. It's a
0: huge. And the fact that you can see the bridge and you can see you can see pretty much like four parts of the track. Mm-hmm. And it's, I love that ride. I think that is probably, I don't know if there will ever be a ride that will top for the time, especially in 1995. What they did with indiana jones it's just so incredibly massive and the scale and it's i mean i haven't been on the foreign versions obviously but y- you know that that's a that's a must for you someday like put it <laughs> yes. on your bucket list to and all in the other classics of course pirates is much better over there in my opinion oh yeah 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 um a lot of no, them I- are I'm, was, I'm
1: definitely well acquainted with all of it, so I like seeing it in person. I'd be like, "Oh, wow, it's better than the YouTube videos." <laughs> right. It'll be a whole
0: new experience because you'll be actually there in person seeing it. Mm-hmm. So, where's do you know where they're uh, they're rumored to put the ride if they do it in Hollywood Studios, or is it just kind of talk right now?
1: Uh, Echo Lake area.
2: Hmm.
1: Um. That would be. I there's there I, I kind of specialize in rumors and. uh uh, that's what i write about a lot on the internet for theme parks and i try to pay attention to everything and the rumors for that park um uh, there's still rumors about a monsters inc area Mm. that would take over the animation courtyard Uh, launch bay would go away maybe even connect the animation courtyard to the end of sunset boulevard so there won't be two dead ends in that park
0: because that park has a serious dead end problem it's a strange i'm glad that they're adding you know star wars and pixar land because it's just a weird way to walk around and it's just yeah. so empty right now. Well, well I remember you know.
1: when it first opened, um you couldn't go to the New York backlot unless you went on the production tour. Oh, like that was a dead end too and you had to go on the production tour and in between the walking portion and the tram tour, you actually got to stop, go to the bathroom, eat lunch at the little sandwich shop, take pictures of like mm-hmm. the dip mobile on the street from Roger Rabbit. Like I remember all that and at a certain point, they're like, you know what? Let's get rid of this walking tour and open up the street because we have a flow problem in the right. back of the park. It's there's two dead ends now. There's a Muppet dead end and there's another dead end over by the production tour. And now that they're doing construction, we have those same dead ends are back, and it's so annoying to not be able to connect from Muppets to um, Toy Story. And um, supposedly, when Star Wars and Toy Story Land are both open, right. those two mm-hmm. lands will connect, so you would be able to theoretically go from one land to another in the back of each of those lands uh, but if there's a wait to get into Star Wars land you're not going to be able to go from Toy Story to Star Wars you have to walk all right. the way around to the Muppet area and Grand Avenue so Monsters Inc taking over Animation Courtyard with a new ride or re-theming Rock and Roller Coaster to a door coaster ride
0: Oh, that's, that that's be... something I've heard yeah I've like... wondered because Aerosmith is kind of like I, I like them obviously but they're kind of fading in terms of people knowing you know the uh, yeah. the generation gap is kind of getting a lot bigger where a lot of 18 year olds i imagine or 18 through whatever like have no idea who they are or maybe they do but they're not like you know they're just they're not in so i could see them kind of i mean i you know,
1: they would turn it into marvel and they would turn our tower of terror into marvel if they could but they can't because universal has the rights east of uh, the mississippi so i see something new for that area and then the the other rumors is uh echo lake area um maybe losing star tours because they have the star wars land uh, a couple of years after star wars land opens get rid of star tours and turn that whole area into indiana jones because hmm. they're just going to pump out more sequels to that thing they are never going to stop with in the indiana jones and they're never going to stop the star wars so
0: which is sad i mean i i love the first <laughs> three and i i Hated the, with a the passion, only the three one. I
1: think is what you mean.
0: Yeah, I always say like oh the fourth one is just like a spoof that someone made and You know, like Shia LaBeouf is swinging like Tarzan with a bunch of monkeys Like
2: <laughs>
1: what's funny is if you I read ready player one um, And he says the same thing like I I love the Indiana Jones films But only the, the, first, the first three that fourth one doesn't count and I'm like the guy who made that Directed the movie based on that. I wonder right. if he read that line. It was
0: hurt <laughs> I think I read an interview with Spielberg at one point it was like years and he did it. He did admit that I forget exactly what he said, but he did admit that it didn't live up to expectations and that maybe it went a little bit too, um, out there. Yeah. It it just, it was, I, I, I I have a hard time watching it just because it's like, there are moments that are kind of like, okay, this is very, I mean, the movie's well done in terms of a technical standpoint, I suppose. But, it's just so all over the place and so goofy and so many jokes and gags. And it's like, they just didn't, it's almost like they didn't take it seriously. You know, at the end it was like, knowledge was the treasure. And like, that's not, <laughs> oh, yeah, I that's not my that. Indiana Jones.
1: Would... She wanted to know so much. Her brain blew
0: up. <laughs> yeah. It's i I'm like, it has its moments, but and um, I, they're going to make more. So I'm hoping he kind of tries to, tone back that aspect and kind of get more to the roots of um I don't, know, I don't know what the word is just not go quite as crazy all over the place you know keep it more grounded don't have I mean, a cgi crazy. pop up in the first 30 <laughs> seconds that was my warning sign i was like oh no, oh, no. I was like no that did not happen
1: i mean it was always crazy based on uh crazy, uh, biblical things. And the weakest films are the ones that stray away from mm-hmm. the biblical stuff. The, the, the rocks in the, um, temple of doom get a little bit out there too. Right. Um, you know, a little bit into the mystical, but for some reason the, the Ark and the the cup of Christ that, that works. If it's, I feel like if they go back to their roots on that kind of thing, they'll be safe um, do you know what the boat ride in Shanghai that I'm talking about, the Pirates?
0: Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, It's pretty incredible. I mean, it yeah. has nothing, very, pretty much nothing to do with the original Pirates, but it's very impressive. I mean, if you're going to
1: base it on the movie version of the Pirates, that's a right. great way to do it. And like, there's a part where the ships are sinking and like, it looks like that's a cool screen ride without 3D.
0: It has some of the uh, best. And again, I'm only, I didn't have yeah, it on it, too. but <laughs> um, like the Jack Sparrow effect, is an, it took me like 10 times of watching that. Uh, the first time from a skeleton yeah i was like how did they do that and that's one thing i'll say about that attraction from the from the videos is there are a lot of moments where you're just like how did they do that or they're just they're so impressive or even that, just the you know...
1: boat system um, uses a uh... Uh, it's got a control, so it's not just free flowing in water. It's actually mm. being pulled on a track, and it has Makes two sense. tethers, so it can go like you can move the front left and right, and the back left and right independently. So it goes, it can go backwards and forwards. It has drops. Uh, the rumor was they were going to use that for the Pandora boat ride, but it mm. ended up just being kind of another free floating ride.
0: So, so let me get your, because I've I've always asked this to other people. Do you think that we'll ever get back to a point where any attraction will be created based on or not based on a movie, not based on a franchise, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, Thunder Mountain, uh, you know, you you could list so many Disney attractions or even universals or well, not universal as much, but (laughs) Disney, I guess in terms of Disneyland, Disney world, do you think we'll ever get to a point where they're just based on like new stories that can then create a franchise? Or do you think, we're kind of going to be in this for an indefinite amount of time.
1: (laughs) Well, okay. I got several points. One, like you said, it is ironic that some of the biggest franchises of all time came from Imagineers Mm -hmm. making a ride. Um, I'm sure one day uh, the haunted mansion will be a huge movie success. Um, Maybe if Guillermo del Toro ever Mm -hmm. makes a movie, who knows? Um, uh, But then also, it's not like Imagineers weren't basing something uh, basing everything on something to begin with. Um like Frontierland uh was based on a lot of the TV shows and uh that the Walt Disney presents of the time. Um true.
0: Yeah, and Keel like, Boats uh, was based on Davy Crockett.
1: Right, Davy Crockett. Things that were very popular in the in the 50s and uh even Tomorrowland uh based mm-hmm. on the old sci-fi um stuff. So In my mind, creating uh, a Star Wars land is akin to making a frontier land back then. Mm. It is very similar in the way that, you know, kids would get their toy guns and pull up and watch uh, the Westerns on TV. And then they got to go to Disneyland and experience a Western. Now you can pull out your lightsaber and go experience Star Wars, you know, at the parks and go home and watch a Star Wars movie or a TV show. It's similar but there was a little bit more like it's not like Thunder Mountain was explicitly based on something. Right. You know, and and I don't see them, you know, just making a space mountain that isn't.
2: Mm-hmm. Although
1: I think the original uh, the one in uh, France was pretty impressive. Discovery Mountain
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, watching the recent defunct land. Uh, it makes me sad that it got turned into Star Wars. Um, I, I I think we're at least a decade or two away from a time when we'll maybe it'll be a little oversaturated and we'll have to bounce back right? to a non IP based. Um, and if Bob Iger is going to be in charge indefinitely, as it would seem because <laughs> he keeps saying, okay, I'm going to step down, but then he doesn't. Right. Um, it, it's making money. So, you know, we're going to get a rat We ride in France at Epcot. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Same here because it seems to fit. Um,
0: it maybe is funny than though how Ep- Epcot's Norway. almost becoming Pixar Land in a way, especially with the rumors of Coco coming to. Right. Yeah. Know, like, that's although that fits better
1: than that fits probably better than the Three Caballeros. I think right. one of them's from Brazil, um, in that movie, and Donald's from uh, you know United States. So,
0: right. in yeah, a way I, that fits better. Neither of those, really, not much. bother. I guess even Ellen's energy, like. I realized, I was like, oh, it's time, it's it's aged. So, you know, it's a fun (laughs) nostalgia ride to go on, or it was. But a lot of the times I understand the decision, I'm not one of those like, oh, sign a petition, because I get it, like business-wise. But I've always just wondered if we'll ever get, because I see what you mean in terms of like Star Wars land being, you know, based not on a specific movie or a specific set. It's like they're making a world around it. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if I guess maybe if we'll ever get attractions that are based on like lore, like Pirates of the Caribbean, or yeah. or myths, or like, um,
1: or even entirely new characters, like uh, Imagination, right.
0: uh, um,
1: with the Dreamfinder or
0: right.
1: um, yep. uh, uh, Mystic Manor. You know, yep. entirely new stories with entirely new characters that are probably strong enough to create their own franchises. I, it, it happens more overseas, I guess, than it That's does true. here.
0: I never thought Uh, about that. I'm
1: naming a couple that are,
0: but I I think a lot of the thing is people just have the issue with, um, I mean, I love Pixar to death, but just that, that it's become the go-to, you know, it's like, we need a new attraction. Okay. Mm -hmm. Make it a Pixar ride. Or it's like, okay, whichever franchise is the most in that there's like a fear that we'll never get anything original that could potentially spawn a franchise or that could, you know, inspire something else. Um, because it's, you know, so much of Pixar and so much of, um like I said, Indiana Jones. Now that's going to be, you know, they're going to have the new ones coming out. But that's Hollywood, too, in a way. Like, you know, how many original movies are coming out that are big blockbusters? Not really. Yeah. When was the last and, and even, Jaws? And even the original <laughs>
1: stuff is based on nostalgia. Right. Like, uh, I love Stranger Things, but it wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Goonies, E.T., or... um Stephen King's it like the these things are feeding off nostalgia in a way that even the original stuff doesn't seem original really Yeah,
0: you know, it's like even though like most of my stuff's about Nostalgia and the past and everything I still you know You can be disappointed that something's going away, but still look forward to what well, you know Yeah
1: to bring it back to Jaws it, it's uh, Besides back to the future my favorite uh, ride anywhere and I still would rather have Diagon Alley Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that the immersiveness of that land is so impressive. Um, take the ride out of it. Take Gringotts and take Jaws out of it. And let's not even talk about um, the Hogwarts Express, which is a pretty breakthrough going from right. park to park. But just the land itself, um, it was before it was uh, Carnival Games walking through Amity Island set in the 4th of July year round. And it was kind of a dead zone. Mm. It was not something where people were spending, you know, hundreds of dollars on merchandise, right. wands, um, the best ice cream I've ever tasted in my entire life. Like these aren't mm-hmm. things that, or even street shows. Um, it was like it made for a fine scare zone when they did Halloween Horror Nights. But otherwise, it was just a bunch of nondescript white buildings um, and not even like. Buildings right. that most of them were just little huts and games. They moved the games over to Simpsons where they make more sense, right? Because uh, they had fake ones over there at the time, <laughs> um, and they put up an in, in incredible land. And I can't imagine that park without Diagon Alley now, as much as I miss Jaws. So
0: yeah, that's I guess it's a bittersweet kind of thing because I feel the same. I mean, whenever we go, pretty much that's the first. I love because I, I love Harry Potter. I love the books. I love the movies, and I love the the attention to detail and how they brought that world to life in a way that I've never seen done with like anything. And I it's mean, that, that's incredible. what got
1: Disney on its, on its toes. That's what whipped yep. Disney back into shape here because they yep. were kind of stagnant for a decade.
0: So that's what's like, you know, if I had a button, like keep jaws, you know, if it was like, go back in time, let jaws stay Diagon Alley come, I'd probably have to choose. To, I mean, it's like, yeah, I love Jaws and I miss it a lot. You know, the few times I got to ride on it. But I mean, I also love Harry Potter and I love the world they've created. And you know, there's rumors of the Ministry of Magic coming, um, where Fear Factor is, I think, possibly. Maybe um, that's what I've read. I don't know if it's true. Um, they might anymore. have changed
1: their mind. We'll see.
0: I could, but again, like, and then they're building Nintendo that land which i think is great because that's a dead aside from et which they are leaving alone which i'm very thankful for but um that whole you know it's like barney and curious george and uh the animal actors so i think it's going to i think it's a good decision to use that area for like cuz i love nintendo and i love like the legend of zelda so i'm so excited mm-hmm. to see like an area based on Hyrule. Um, yeah, I
1: think we'll see Nintendo in all the parks, including the park they haven't even started building yet. So right. you know, Nintendo's going to be their next Harry Potter, and they're going to spread it out. and uh, And we still have another Harry Potter ride that is being built, oh, um, yeah, that's taking right. over Dragon Challenge. Right. Um, I wrote an article today for the unofficial Universal Orlando podcast um, that kind of goes over our beat by beat what the ride's going to be like. Oh, and really? It's I mean, it's going to be mostly outside, but in a way that Universal's not done an outside coaster before. More like a do I, I don't want to compare it to Thunder Mountain in that it's the same kind of ride system or anything. But Thunder Mountain has like the the flooded town scene, mm-hmm. um, and Disney does a good job of making coasters that can be both inside and outside and right. be themed both outside and inside whereas universal we're used to kind of like the hulk it's like oh there's rocks and gravel
2: oh, right
1: <laughs> like there's we're going over the lagoon there's not much here this will be for the first time they're really doing something different it's not like dragon challenge it's more it's more like a forbidden journey if it was hmm. outside like it's going to be um just just seeing hundreds of trees being planted is going to be breathtaking and different for universals Um, The theming on this coaster and there's going to be animatronic characters outside Um, I Don't want to ruin too much, but there will be a fluffy
2: Hmm.
1: uh, three-headed Puppy dog uh, on the ride at full size. So I'll read that
0: So is I I guess I'd always heard the rumors that it was going to be more based on fantastic beasts Or no,
1: I mean this is in Hogsmeade So it's going to be within the time period of the, the original series um yeah, I'll have most to read likely
0: cuz uh, uh, I, I i saw like a photo of the track coming out of the building but i didn't know there was already like information on what the ride's going to be like so i will have to check that out cuz i've been well really it's curious. just based on
1: rumors i don't want to say it's definitely true we still got a whole year before it opens right. but be based get, on from gives what i've heard idea, i suppose yeah Because some people are saying it's an indoor coaster, and that's not true. There will be some parts that are inside, but this is—I'm more amazed that it's going to be outside and be this heavily themed. Because that's an entirely new uh, animal for Universal.
0: Is there a projected date for when they think it might be? Well, I I assume they just said 2019. 2019. Uh, 2019. I'm
1: hearing summer, so we got just about one year.
0: Universal's really quick when they build their rides. (laughs) Yes, when they get started.
1: And yeah. they don't really announce it till it's almost done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's not like Pandora where they announced it, um, you know, five years oh, before man. it opens. Although they did announce the partnership with Nintendo, maybe a little bit too early because people are getting antsy and they right. haven't even started yet.
0: I love I, I know a lot of people are, I don't know, I, I really enjoyed the first Avatar movie and I love Pandora. I just love the, the way they created the world. It's so immersive. and I love the food. Oh, yeah. That canteen area has like some of the best... Bowls. so good and uh, and of course flight of passage is one of the most impressive rides in like recent memory it's mm-hmm. so fun and so incredible and then you did that really cool video about the stuff that i didn't even realize i think um, where you went the through the hidden hidden yeah. details yeah which speaking of which would be a good time to wrap it up and um if you want to plug yourself um, where people can watch your content where they can follow you Uh, And again, if you want to talk about what you do, I know you kind of touched on it in the beginning, but just let people know where they can see your stuff and hear your stuff
1: Uh, on YouTube. um, It's just Alicia Stella um, is my channel name. Uh, And I also run a website called Orlando Park Stop and Orlando Park dot com is uh, a place where I post all the different articles I write for different websites. And I talk about rumors and theme park tips and different news things that I think are interesting. Um, and I'm also on Twitter as Orlando Park Stop. Um, but I've, I've been trying to focus on my YouTube uh, channel a little bit more. And I, I post a lot of um, hidden things around the theme parks because I go to the theme parks almost weekly. Uh, so if I see something that's interesting, I'll make a note of it and I'll start filming. Um, and then uh, I'll, I'll put together a video mm-hmm. when I have time. But I also like to do um, news videos and rumor
0: videos and things like that. Awesome. Well, thanks again for coming on the show and everyone listening. Definitely go check out her channel or Twitter. uh, Check out her stuff uh, because they are very fascinating. And I'll see you guys next time on the next podcast and look towards my new video coming out. Uh, It should be next week. But until then, thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed this conversation and I'll see you next time on Yesterworld.